welcome. Welcome to the iGosian Airwaves podcast. iGosian Airwaves, this is the podcast for all things iGo Global. And today we have a special guest. And it's, it's, it's great, but it's also super sad all at the same time. Because today we have Shannon Hopkins with 61 Isaiah from Honduras. He's in the studio here with us. And that's awesome. It's good to see you, Shannon. But it's really sad because we're supposed to be in Honduras right now getting Today. ready for Super Summer Global and the team and the camp and all that stuff. And we're not mm-hmm. because apparently this virus that we've been dealing with, you also have it in Honduras. Yeah, the weird. virus is all over the world and what? that's not exclusive to, to Honduras, right? Yeah. Um, it just Honduras probably doesn't get the the news attention that that yeah. everyone else is getting right now. That's um, probably a good thing. News I, attention. Yeah, I'm I think tired it's probably it. helpful. Yeah, we have our own news outlets, and so that that um, there's some similarities that that are happening with that. But it's yeah, it's 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 in Honduras. It came in. Uh, in fact, we we actually had a team in when when it first hit. Oh, wow. We can trace it all the way back to, to who came in, and and some people returned from Switzerland and somebody from Spain. That was patient one and two. And the third patient was a man traveling from Asia that traveled from Asia to Italy to New York and then landed in San Pedro Sula. And lo and behold, we now have 33,000 cases in Honduras. Um, we yeah, we, we kind of go up and down. I think it's very similar to here with the testing. If a lot of testing, a lot of numbers. Um, and uh, But I would say probably one thing that's different is people are kind of scared. I mean, they're, I mean, they really are scared of it. Um, just last week, we actually heard that um, the cases actually hit our town. Now, we, so far, we've been really good. And in fact, uh, earlier on, when somebody would be like, okay, somebody from Gracias has COVID, the authorities jumped real quick to say, no, no, that's not, that's not somebody from Gracias, no way. Um, one, I think the very first patient, we clarified that his ID says Gra- that he's from Gracias, but he actually lives in another part of the country. Gotcha. But last week we actually did have some cases. In fact, there's some people that have COVID in, our, in the neighborhood I live in, right around um, the block where, where I live in. Wow. And so, um, yeah. So, so how's, how's that, it's affected you? It's affected the ministry, all the work? You haven't had teams all summer? Like, no. It, how's it, it affected you guys and your team and your family? Yeah, definitely. I mean, so... Our theme, our motto is come walk with us. And so how do you walk with somebody when you're supposed to be six feet apart, right? Yeah. And um, and that's that's a challenge. And so really, we just kind of sat down and said, listen, we're going to try to be as available as possible. Um, obviously, we're going to call and check in on people. Um, but even the people that we normally work, walk with, I mean, we work in some villages uh, away from Gracias. I mean, they there was 10, 12 roadblocks along the way that you cannot go up there. Now, one thing that's different, we were in, we were in quarantine. We were in a, in a shelter in place uh, right over about 100 days uh, before we returned to the States. Um, we could only get out uh, in the beginning if needed. Uh, then it went to once a week, and that was based on the last number of your ID. So one of my IDs ended in number nine, so I could only get out on Thursday, and or on Friday the, at, at the beginning. So for about six weeks, once a week you could get out. Um, after that, it went to once every other week that you could get out. And that was it. Other than that, you were supposed to be in your house. So that's really hard to walk with somebody. It's hard to, to, to talk to somebody um, in that aspect. So um, because this is a, a pandemic, we felt like we needed to participate in the relief and assistance during this time. Because pandemic, it's not just about people getting sick. There's a lot of secondary effects that take place. And for Honduras, one of those was hunger. 
and people immediately lost their jobs. When you put a shelter in place that's countrywide, uh, people lose their jobs. Yeah. Uh, many people didn't have savings, and they weren't able to go work. So one of the first things we did is we, we, we decided we were going to donate food. And so um, we donated food. We did this through the local government. Um, and uh, we have that freedom in Honduras to be able to do that. So uh, we wanted to help out the local authorities. We, we really thought it wasn't wise for us to start something new. When something was already going, listen, we're in this together. It's a pandemic, right? Yeah. I mean, everyone's affected, including the leaders. Right. So the best thing we can do is pray for and assist the leaders and come alongside them and say, we recognize what you're doing. Let's help you out. So we went that route um, and, and helping donating food. Um, the government promised to deliver a, a, a bag of food to every village, every community, every household. We said, we want to make sure you got plenty of food. And, We'll help out with that, and maybe everyone will get fed. You'll have some more money to help out with the medical thing. Yeah. Um, we also went through and helped out with uh, met the, with the, the hospital. Now, uh, the love of the church, but a love of the kingdom, but a little selfish. I'm going to be honest, a little selfish. Like, I wanted to make sure the hospital was equipped. <laughs> if anybody in our team or anybody, period, got it, I want to make sure we had the resources. Uh, one of the things we learned straight up um, in Honduras, we canceled the... Uh, public transportation you couldn't get around and most people are relying on that and one thing that the pandemic didn't stop and that was um births yeah it didn't slow down pregnancy and so we ended up having a hospital full of, of women that had just gave birth and at one point were sleeping on the floor and so we were able to purchase some mattresses so that they could have a place to sleep and we also were able to work with the local government because we had been working with food to get permission to um, get a group of people together to transport them back home so they could be with their families yeah. So we helped out in that way. We donated some uh, disinfectant, some masks, and things like that for the for the community. In fact, just yesterday, uh, we reached out and, and contacted again to help out, um, set up a triage center again, and, and help donate some oxygen tanks to help out. So just trying to walk with people in that aspect um, is not as personable as we prefer, but we're in a pandemic, so yeah. we got to adjust. And I think that's so important during this time is not to give up on the hope of the mission, but to just be creative and, you know, you're meeting real needs. Yeah. And and through that, you're only going to solidify those relationships going forward. Exactly. And yeah. people became, they knew what we were doing. Yeah. And, and, and that was hopefully furthering when this is done, we'll be able to follow up and continue in our relationships and know that people know we care. Yeah. And, and they we can do. trust you. Which hopefully. Is, which is yes. such a great thing. So Absolutely. I know some of the people listening to this know you personally. They know people on your team. They know your mm -hmm. family. How, how are y'all doing? How's the team doing? How's the family doing? Listen, um, the only way I can say it, and this may be an old reference, these are kind of, I guess, friends our age, you know. Yeah, um, old people. Old yeah. people, yeah. I finally reached that point. Uh, all I can say is dream team. You know, remember the Michael Jordan dream team when you had everybody? I mean, it was, there was, what, Jordan and Malone and, I mean, Pippen, I don't Magic, know on that. Bird. Magic, Bird. I mean, the dream yeah. team. It's oh. almost like it's a foregone conclusion you're going to win, right? That's what, It was, yeah. Yeah, and that's what happened. Yeah. And I'd say that's exactly what we have right now. You know, that's great. Chrissy and I started going. Chrissy and I started going down there uh, to Honduras to live, and we thought we could do this alone. And God said, "No, no, you're supposed to walk with people." And we're like, uh, "Yeah, yeah, we are." So God began bringing people uh, to walk with us. We've been praying for this. Uh, we prayed 9:38 every day for the harvest that the Lord would send that harvest, and and we, God's answered overwhelmingly. I'm um, not only in, in mission teams coming. Uh, we start with one mission team, and we do 20 weeks a year now of mission teams. Uh, we started with volunteers, um, not just not just foreign volunteers, local volunteers. Um, 
But the dream team, wow. Um, last year at this time, we were getting ready uh, for Miss Hannah and Spencer to join the team. Uh, before we had Josh and Edith and uh, and Ever. Ever and Edith are, are, are part of our Honduran staff. And, um, and, and so then Hannah and Spencer came this year and just the ministry has exploded. And now we actually have three couples coming to join the team and we're supposed to arrive in August. Uh, we've got a couple, um, some of you guys may have mutual friends, but Jeff Holloway yeah. and Michelle are going to be joining us. And we met a young man at Houston Baptist uh, last year when I was recruiting for our school. His name's Micah. Micah and Lindsay are going to come. And then we have a pastor from Honduras that's going to come join our team. And um, pretty much has been helping us along this way, but now we're going to help pay him. And he's going to be a part of our team. So our team grew from Christy and I to now we have a team of about 13 people. Um, and this has really exploded pretty much over the last two years. That it's really gone uh, from four or five to, to 13, tripled in the last couple of the years. The dream team. The dream team is what it, it is. Uh, family's doing great. Um, so I don't know what you guys did during quarantine, but we hosted something um, where we said, hey, yo, you, we went virtual as well. Uh, we work at a bilingual school, so we were helping that, and we went virtual. We said, "Guys, y'all are gonna get up on time. You're gonna eat. You're gonna eat breakfast. You're gonna clean up after yourselves. Uh, we're gonna share in dishes and cooking." And uh, Christy uh, suggested that they work out, and they did. They did insanity videos and P90X videos, and um, you're gonna be active in this time. And uh, then we just said, "You know what? As a family, we're gonna we're gonna do something." And we had the Hopkins Olympics. Every night, we did the Hopkins Olympics. We did everything from Lego building to Wii tennis to a pie-eating contest yes. to weightlifting. We had a Nerf fight in our house one night. Uh, we had a Survivor. Uh, survival was who can say in the swimming pool the longest. And uh, Christy and I bailed real quick, but uh, they were in the swimming pool at 10 o'clock in the morning. got at 8.30 that night. Wow. Uh, yoga. Raisins got out. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> so we had, to, we had to be creative even in our own family life. To, to stay positive and mentally healthy and spiritually encouraged. Um, couldn't go to church, so we had Bible study together as a family. Sure. Um, watched a lot of online stuff and, and, and uh, worked through it. So, honestly, it's not. I don't think it's been a whole lot of different than what you guys have gone through here in Texas. we kind of really gone through the same thing. You see spikes, we see spikes. We had to be creative, you had to be creative. We had yeah. to be aware, we're being aware, and had to change, not change what we do, but how we do it. Right. Visions, the vision and the mission stays the same. That hasn't yes. changed since Jesus was here, right? Yeah. It's the same. same. Share the gospel, yep. right? And so we just had to share a different way to do it. Yeah, that's that's what we've been saying all along. The mission hadn't stopped. It's right on schedule. Mm -hmm. it, God's plan is right where it's supposed to be. It's just our methodology has to change right now. You know, a it. verse that keeps coming to me during this time is, is Acts 11. You know, when... When they're sitting there, Paul and Barnabas are right on track. They're teaching, they're training, yeah. they're ready. And then all of a sudden the Lord said, uh, there's going to be a famine in Jerusalem. And they had to stop that training aspect. And it really pushed them forward to meet that need and that natural disaster that was yeah. taking place. And they went and ministered to that. And you remember who came back with them? John Mark came back mm -hmm. with them from that, right? And yeah. so, yeah, even though they were meeting a human need in, in, in a very uh, unprecedented time, it's obvious they continued the mission. And that was to make disciples. And that was to share the gospel. Yeah. Just keep on, keep on. Keep it on, keep it on. Yeah, very good. So I love your team. Obviously, we wanted to start partnering with you at IGO because of your passion, because of our relationship for all these years that we've been somehow still involved in ministry with students. Well, now you gotta, you're, you're underselling that part. I mean, honestly, Lance, to tell you the truth, I mean, 
a lot of my missiology, a lot of why I do what I do is because of partnership that I, that I came and served on IGO teams. I mean, I went with you guys to Germany. We went over to Japan. The, the things that I learned from there and the experiences that I had, they formed and shaped us a lot. I mean, I still have talked a lot about the lessons that we've learned from those trips. Uh, some of the things that we learned in Germany from the, the vintage, you know, like, right. like uh, you know, really, uh, it's not all about going out and just raking through somewhere and grabbing a big harvest. That's that's a lot of what we do. We go through there and wait for people to, to really be ready, and it's more vintaging, you know, harvesting through vintaging versus uh, just a big, wide, you know, let's have, you know, 2,000 people and a bunch of salvations. No, hope we want to know out. who you are. Yeah. Hope it works out. Um, so, no, I don't undersell that part of just, hey, we've known each other for a while. You guys have, are really influential in why we're here and what we do uh, and continue to be a part of that. Your bottom lines, making famous, those things we've carried for years and, and really continue to help sh- shape and form us. And so um, this, this is, in a lot of ways, we're, we're, we are results of the work that you guys have been doing. And that's what makes this partnership unique is that we, we, get, to, we get to work yeah together even more you guys get to reinforce what we're doing we're reinforcing what you're doing i don't know that sounds like kingdom work to me but yeah. i mean that's just how it's just supposed to it be it feels like it's been a long time coming like we yeah. finally get to do this yes i'm i mean we're so excited about it. i can't believe we couldn't do it this year but it's just yes. going to build the excitement for next year mm-hmm. but like when you first started talking about the vision for it you first started talking about we got this school mm-hmm. these bilingual kids what if we came and brought camp yeah super summer kids no camp yep what if we brought camp to Honduras and did it there? So tell us about the vision. Tell us what that's going to look like. We're not doing it this week, but we're going to, Lord willing, do it next year. What's the vision behind that? Yeah, so um, when we start hosting mission teams, we, we usually uh, want to have a, a long-term partnership. I, I, I believe in short-term missions. They're, they're very good, but I also believe that you can do short-term and long-term together. Like Barnabas and Paul. They go back to the same places. That's exactly right. They keep going back. They were there for a short period, but then they came back, you know, and and it's almost, uh, I think Paul in Ephesus, you see even more like he was there shortly, and then boom, when he ended up coming back, he made an impact. Remember what he did in there? He changed the culture because after preaching and and all that, they came and they got rid of all their their, uh, idolatrous books and burned them all. I mean, he changed the culture, and that's really where it comes down to. We want to see culture change, and so that just doesn't happen over a one-week period. That takes place over a long period of time, and that's where the partnership comes in because you guys and and mission teams get to come in, and they get to bring that excitement that comes with... um, with a week trip and doing something special. For a lot of the, the places we're at, this is the greatest event for the entire year. I mean, it's a big deal, yeah. okay? Kind of like for us when we go to camp or when we go on a on a, a church event or even a family event. Like, it's the biggest thing of the year. We look forward to it year after year. So we have this long-term partnership with that. And you know, we're really looking at how can we get students and how can we get the people that you guys are raising, how can we best utilize that? Not just say, yeah, come on, we'll find a place for you. But really, where's a place that fits and that does well. And that's where it just came through with the school. Uh, Christy and I, and actually the whole team has been working at the school. Uh, we work at a, at a bilingual school, it's a Christian school. Our team teaches the Bible classes there. Mm-hmm. Christy's the counselor, um, a psychology teacher as well. She does uh, oversees the North American teachers that come to teach there. And um, so we just come to love these students. And for a long time, these students have become a big part of our ministry because, um, because they're bilingual, they translate. And you know, you have, yeah. Somebody that can't speak Spanish, well, hey, students, why don't you come help us out here? Mm-hmm. And we've seen some of just the best 
individuals, in my opinion, in, in the country of Honduras are our students. I love them to death, and and they just come in and they just they have this way to to just use what they know. Uh, I kind of have a phrase I like to use a lot, and 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 for me, people all the time are saying, "Can we?" I don't know if I can do anything. I don't know if I can share. I just don't know if I know enough. What if I don't do it right? And I just say, "Hey, if you know a lot, share a lot. If you know a little, share a little. Whatever you do, share. Just do right. it." And that's what I do with our students. I tell them that all the time. And so I'm like, they're like, Mister, I don't know the Bible. I don't know how to do this. I'm like, hey, you know what? We need you to come translate and do what you can do. And so seeing what they can do, and, and, and boy, they discover their love for, for, for their fellow citizens. They f- discover a love for their relationship with God. Uh, we, we had a student one time. This, this is a cool story. I, I hope we got time for this, right? Yeah. A cool story. So I'm going to tell you about Saul, all right? Okay. Saul is a student in my, in my one of my classes, and he just, man, he raised his hand all the time. I mean, he had every question you could think of, a real Philip, you know, kind of real logical type person. Okay. And I just, I mean, it's one of those things I'm teaching, and Saul's hand would go up, and I'm like, okay. And I knew we were about to chase a rabbit for a minute, and I get sidetracked, so we chase a lot of rabbits. But I wanted to answer his question, and... Saul did real good. Finally, we're in this time of me and Saul. I said, Saul, you know what? Come on a trip with me. Come translate for me, okay? And he's like, okay. So he goes and he translates. At the end of the week, he walks up to me and he says, Mister, I've never experienced anything like this before. I never knew what was out there. I never knew my people were hurting like this. Hmm. And he said, I thought I knew who Jesus was, but I don't. I led Saul to the Lord that night, okay? And we walked together the next year. He kept translating for us, kept working with us. And next year we had a, we had a student. Uh, a lot of times our translators, we, we let them translate for the teams. Like if a team returns, it's like, hey, Saul, won't you translate with the team? Because they got that relationship, right? So Saul's going to kind of be the head translator because he's done this before. We asked this other lady, this other girl named Angie, to come along. And Angie uh, comes in and works. And at the end of the week, she sits down and she's like, Mr., I'm just not real sure where I'm at. I, I thought I knew Jesus, but I'm not real sure. And Saul goes, Angie. And he just busts into Spanish. And next thing I know, I didn't say anything. Saul led her to the Lord. So we got a, a translator coming to the Lord. Yeah. Now we got a translator leading other translators to the Lord. That's what we've got going on. And so when we saw that happening, and we saw some of the other things that were happening with the translators, the opportunity came up with Igo. We said, listen, why don't we get students from Texas, from Super Summer? who are learning how to know and share the gospel, exactly. okay? So <laughs> how about let's put that into practice yeah. and come on down, and instead of going and trying to translate and trying to speak to another language, work with bilingual students who are already hearing it. You're going to come reinforce it. You're going to build a relationship with them and get to show them what that looks like. And that relationship is one that can go on beyond a week in Honduras. This is something that can carry on for years, um, I think I was sharing with you earlier, we have students that come to university here in right. Texas. And so we've got this great opportunity for students from Texas to connect with students from Honduras. Some that are learning to know and share the gospel. Others that think they know the gospel but haven't quite seen it lived out. Students from Texas get to come live it out, share it, build relationships. And if they know a lot, share a lot. They know a little, share a little. But whatever they're going to do... Yeah. I promise you, you come to Honduras on Super Summer Global, I go go a little Honduras trip, 1.0, you're going to share gospel. Yeah. I promise you that. You're going to have that opportunity to do that. We're going to push you to do it. That's awesome. And, and maybe meet your future college roommate. Could be. Yeah. Yes, could be. 
Absolutely. Those long-term relationships. And not if it's not future college roommate, I, I, I could say it could be your future lifelong friend. Yeah. That's yeah. very possible. Yeah. Because our students are relational. They want that. They long for it. Yeah, the long-term part of it is, is so appealing to us. We want these students to not see the world as a mission trip and then I go somewhere else, you know, check it off the list or get a stamp in my passport. I want investment. I want long-term. I want like Paul did. Mm-hmm. He knew those people. That's why he called them by name in his letters. Mm-hmm. Oh, and greet Priscilla. Greet mm-hmm. so-and-so. And so those investments, those relationships, I think that's awesome. If you're, I mean, you were a youth minister here in Texas. Mm-hmm. So if you're a youth minister in Texas and you're saying, I wonder if we should consider this. What, what are they going to get? What are their students going to get by coming to do this camp with and walking with you guys? Well, you just sit right there walking with us. I mean, when you walk with us, you get the good and the bad. You know, they're, they're, it's not always pretty. Sure. It's really not. Sometimes it's pretty ugly. There's some pretty ugly stuff that happens. And not because bad things happen, just because that's just in the world. And I don't, I think you're not going to see a canned, everything's perfected, fake anything. You're going to see just life. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we don't entertain people. Um, we just want to walk with you. And so, um, but we also want to partner with you. And we know that you're pouring into these students. Um, you know, it, it's, we were even talking about this earlier, how, I don't know what it is, but like, you preach to your blue in the face, somebody goes to Super Summer, or you go to camp, another camp, or you, or you end up, you know, at some event, and, and this guest speaker says everything that you've been saying all year, and then all of a sudden the students, it like clicks. Yes. What, what is that phenomenon? Or, or if you're a pastor, right? You, you have a revival. They'll still, they'll still happen occasionally. Maybe, but, yeah. but, but if those happen, or you have somebody comes in and shares, and, and you've been saying this your whole time, and some stranger walks in and, and guests, and it's like, I've been saying those things. And so exactly. it's not that we want to come reinvent the wheel or say something you haven't started to say. We know you're teaching students to know and share the gospel. We know you're teaching students to love their communities, to go out and to, to seek the loss and do these. We just want to provide that opportunity, and we, we want to walk with you through it and reinforce what you're already doing. And that's, we're not going to hear, we're not, this isn't Shannonology, this isn't 61ology, this is the gospel, and this is, this is the word of God, and so we just want to reinforce what the word says, what we're supposed to do, and we want to just come behind you and support you in that. Um, that's why we want to partner with you. Yeah, I love Jason Richards, Super Summer Director, I love how he talks about this being the lab, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to go put this into practice. And then these students are going to come home and they're going to continue to do it. That's, yes. the, that's the goal of all of us. I know that's your passion. It's Absolutely. our passion. Like we want them to go and, and put what they've learned to practice there and then see, oh, all of my life is mission. All of my life mm-hmm. is making him famous. And then you're going to go home and walk with people and disciple them and do the same thing at home. That, that's why we say walk with us. That's why we say, you know, in the good and the bad, um, because that's, that's exactly what it's about. It's not about, it's not event driven. It's not program driven. It's it's simply walking with people through 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 life and what's going on. And that that just takes away pressure from performance. That takes away pressure from having to to feel like you have to be somebody in a certain place. Just be you. Yeah. Be you where you're at and and share your good, share your struggle, and and just figure let's figure it out together. And and I think that's what Jesus did. I love um, one of my favorite passages, John one. I say it all the time. I love it when Andrew and and although it's not named, it's John, right? Andrew and John basically they come to Jesus. Have you ever thought about like they have that awkward encounter with Jesus, 
where John the Baptist is pointing out over there, that's him, that's the Lamb of God. That's there the he God. is. Yeah. Okay? And, and and here they come up here, right? And they ask this awkward question. <laughs> and and if anybody asks me the same question, I don't know how I'd respond, but Jesus responds with classic. But they walk up and I almost imagine them awkwardly doing this, like, uh, Hey, dude, like, where are you staying at tonight? Like, I love that. Like, how awkward would that be? And Jesus is just like, he doesn't try to sell them. He doesn't try to convince them. He invites them. Come and see. Follow me. Yeah. He does the same thing to uh, Philip and, and, and Nathaniel. And Philip ends up actually turning on Nathaniel. Come and see. I love that. Come and see. Um, and it's just, I think we've talked a lot about what it should be and ought to be. And it's just, I think we need to simplify it down to come and see. Let's figure it out. Walk with me. Yeah. Let's do it together. Walk with me is more of an invitation than it is a command or, or anything else. It, it's really an invitation. Just Absolutely. let's figure out what it looks like. Let's walk together. A couple of years ago at Super Summer, they did the follow me as I follow Oh, yeah, Christ. yeah. That's what that reminds me of. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, we want some students to come down and follow Shannon, uh-huh. follow his team as they follow Christ. Walk with you, see what this looks like. We don't have all the answers. Yeah. Just come, let's, no, let's, let's figure it out together. Better that way. You know what's cool is when you put yourself in that position, Lance, you learn from others as much as you as much as much you uh, are teaching, yeah. you know? And I think that's the number one thing I hear when people come down, like, you know, like, I came to serve, but I learned so much from other people. Like, I hear that all the time. Mm-hmm. You probably hear those on trips. Sure. But in some ways, that's what it's supposed to be. Like, it, it's really supposed to be mutual like that. It's not one way. It's, it's a two-way street that we get to do it together. And so... You know, honestly, if you're if you're plan to come or you're thinking about coming, um, you know, I, I think what's really important. I want you to know is that we've been praying for you, and, and God started this several years ago where we where we started praying for people to walk with. You know, Lord, who do you want us to walk with? And you know, people use the the Matthew nine thirty seven so much. The the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Right. I think that's kind of misused sometimes. Kind of like you know, sure. okay, you know, it's like the harvest is is full. What are we gonna do about it? But if we finish it off. Jesus answers that. Ask the Lord of the harvest to send the workers. Yes. So long before we knew who was coming on Super Summer Global, long before Hannah and Spencer and Jeff and Micah and, and, and Mauricio and Edith and Ever, and long before this happened, we were praying, Lord, send the workers. Mm-hmm. We don't know their names. We just know that you want the gospel to be saturated in Honduras. You want people to come to you. And we know that we can't do it alone. And so send the workers. And that's what we've been praying for. That's awesome. Because literally somebody could be listening to this and they're about to be an answer to your prayer. Absolutely. In fact, and that's what we, that's actually one of the very first things that we tell people when they come down. I mean, if today we would probably been having this discussion of, do you realize (laughs) we pray for you long before you even heard of Honduras? You are an answered prayer. You know, sometimes we try to think so much of like uh, God answering the prayers or God doing something. And sometimes God says, no, you're the answer to the prayer. Go. You're the one. Go. Go share it. Because right after Jesus said that, pray, then he sent them out. Correct. Right after that. Correct. Like, and, 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 and Exactly. Oh, you just prayed for that? Well, guess what? You mm-hmm. get to go. And yeah. it's, it's a great thing. So one of the cool things about this Honduras thing is this: the Super Summer Global team will come for a week, and they will do this mm-hmm. youth camp. But we'll, we're also going to have interns, like the, the FLT, Field Leadership Team, that we're going to send you guys. Hannah wants five. I'm going to beg her for six or seven at some point, but we're uh-huh. going to start with five. They're going to come and they're going to help you guys lead. And, and hopefully down the road, this is going to turn into other teachers for you guys, yes. other team members come come for a year. We're working on that. It's all, it's all yeah, going to it's not it's not just about a one-time trip. There's, there, there's many opportunities to do many different things. 
and and here's 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 I don't know what you think about this. This is we're gonna go off script here for a second, and, okay. and make, who knows where this is gonna land? But who I'm gonna just know. say this right now. I feel like today one of the biggest struggles teenagers have is they have too many choices, hmm. and it creates anxiety. And I hear people at first when I first started hearing about anxiety, I was kind of like, "What are you anxious about? This is not a big deal." You know, back in the day when we walked up the hill both ways, all that right, all that right, story. Right. You know what I mean? Snow yeah, Texas, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it didn't snow in Texas, yeah. but. Um, Anyway, in the grass burrs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I came to school barefooted with stickers. Yeah. Um, goat heads. Yeah, goat heads. My yeah. Toes. Spear grass throwing each other. Um, anyways, the point was is that when we think about all the, all the old days, we try to make this excuse, what are you anxious for? But I realize that there's a lot of choices. What we want to do with, 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 with Honduras is the world's huge. And there's so many places and so many needs. And not one need is greater than the other. Right. We are. You will never hear us say that we have a greater need than someone else in another part of the world. It's just a different type of need. It's 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 a need, but but there's many options for you. But they're not so much that hopefully you're overwhelmed. It's all about finding out what you're good at, hmm. what God's given you the gift for, what you have passion for. So as you were saying, yes, this gets to develop into come see what's happening. If you know a lot. Share a lot. No, we'll share a little. Whatever you do, you're going to share. And then it's maybe discovering that maybe I got a a gift for teaching or I got a gift or a heart for for, for Latin America. Maybe I have a gift and a heart for this type of ministry. It comes back to I'm not supposed to be a preacher, but I like to teach. So maybe it is coming to be a teacher and, and serving as a teacher. Maybe it's coming to be an FLT where you get to learn different aspects of the ministry that's not, we don't just do camp ministry. And we've got farms, we've got radio media, we do discipleship, we do church growth. I mean, yeah. there's a lot in teaching in school. There's a lot that we do, and you get a little taste of all that. So kind of narrow those down. Instead of those options being overwhelming, here's, a, here's, a, here's a, an opportunity to come and see, to taste and see, yeah. and help develop what that might be. And that's, right. that's what we're intentional about. Can't wait to see what, what happens with all this. Long Me neither. It's going to be good. I so. think that we might possibly have a... A better dream team than that dream team once we know. through this partnership when we start seeing the, the people that you send the people that come through I go the people that walk with us the people that we partner with and 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 of course not that we're the key the people that are coming out of these amazing youth ministries across Texas right right I mean I think sometimes we don't give enough credit to these youth ministers that are doing and laying such foundational work you put amazing youth ministers amazing I go with Honduras in 61 world yeah. better watch out as long as we don't try to make the argument that LeBron is better than Michael. Nah, well, but this dream team could maybe be better. It could be, but no, I don't. I, yeah. I don't think it could. I think it will be. That's I awesome. do. I yeah. think. I think that we are on the brink of an amazing generation of leaders in missions all over the world. So earlier today, when we were meeting, and Hannah was talking about how much she wants like eight camps going pretty mm-hmm. soon sure. all across Honduras. Like we may be able to reach that goal. We could. Just, we could just for her. We could, or who knows where the Lord opens up, and we could be meeting some of the high needs that that are out there, you know, yep. uh, in in Honduras. So, a couple couple quick questions to kind of close this out. So number one, are we uh, just jumping into camp that's already been happening in Honduras? They know camp, right? Because. Texas kids know camp. So what's this yeah. going to look like? Are we, we're the first ones to do this? Down yeah, there? you are. Yeah, we, we don't really have a youth camp, so to speak. We we have something our students are a little similar to, which we call SAG. 
Okay. And that's a student annual gathering. It's where all eight campuses come together. We actually stay at a campground area. Okay. Uh, but there's not. It's it's it, it is where church camp and UIL meet. This is an academic competition. Gotcha. Coming to a camp uh, where and, and and when we say camp, we won't be staying the night this first year. This is a day camp. Um, one we don't have the facilities, but. But the other part of it is, is coming with a focus on Jesus as the whole right. part of it, growing community. This will be unique in that aspect. So it's safe to say that if, if you're a student listening to this or a youth minister and you got kids that have been to camp, they're they qualified. Can do this. Yeah, they're qualified. Yeah. You know camp, you can do it. Great. If you do it. And, and, and once again, kind of, I mean, I'm going to say this one more time because I really believe in it. No matter what they know, yeah. they can have an opportunity Come to share on. it. God, God will yeah. be ready to use you. Absolutely. Just come on. So. Because really what we need more than anything else is is people who are willing to share, have those spiritual conversations. But way before spiritual conversations just comes with loving people for who they are and having those relationships. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you talked about prayer. Yep. Ask the Lord of the harvest. The harvest is ready. We need, we need you're constantly praying for people to come. Join the team. Mm-hmm. Join the work. Get involved. Yep. Uh, what's what's something else? Anything else, or you just want to hammer that again? Like, what? How can we? How can our listeners pray for Shannon? How can we pray for sixty one Isaiah? Your team, your family, all of it. I, I would say, you know, um, one of the things I just want to reiterate and just put out there, like, like Shannon's not sixty one. We are sixty one. We have a team that's sixty one, um, and so praying for our team. I mean, we live there. We go through it. Uh, in this time right now, I can tell you, I'm I'm happy to be here in Texas. I'm happy to be here having this today. This is great, but my heart's there. Yeah, We're, we want to go home, and you know a lot of people say like, uh, "Hey, glad to have you home," and I'm like, "I'm not home. I'm visiting." Yeah. Honduras has become home, yeah. and it is home. Um, and uh, a lot of times, I like to tell people I come here on a mission trip, um, sure. <laughs> because I am. I, sure. I am. I come here with a purpose yeah. in a mission, but. Um, home is Honduras, and so you can just pray for us. I think our team's anxious. We're all ready to get back. Um, yeah. Uh, to, Hannah's in here with us today, and 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 um, yeah, we were just even talking about on the way over here. Like we're we're ready to get back. Like it's, it's 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 a uh, we we miss we miss Honduras. We miss people. So you can pray yeah. for us that way, um, and and just pray as our team's growing. You know, we're growing with the opportunities. Um, we want to be responsible with with um, the opportunities God's given us, and so um, you can grow too fast. And, sure. and we don't want to do that. And um, thankfully, we're we've been able to lay down some foundational stuff um, that that's really going to be important for our future, and so we don't grow too fast. And so we'll definitely pray that. And I, do. I want to encourage you, if you're listening, uh, find them on social media. Please do. They're posting prayer requests, and they did they did a lot of COVID prayer stuff. They've got all kinds of stuff that you can follow them, and not just follow them to like stuff, but to stay engaged <laughs> and to really. Prayer, That's the beauty. Prayer is a part of the work. It's it's not preparation it's for it is the work. And so you can engage through Isaiah sixty one sixty one Isaiah ministries. Sixty one Isaiah ministries. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, if you look for Isaiah sixty one, there's a lot of people out there. Yes. Sixty one Isaiah makes us unique. We got a footprint uh, as, as as part of our logo. Yes. Um, but yeah, find us out there and, and I think with social media we can stay connected. Yeah. And, and through that. So please do. Great. Well Shannon, I wish we were in Honduras doing this, but it's the next best thing was to sit down face to face and and do this. We should do follow up podcast in Honduras next year. Let's do it. Like we, yeah. like we just we I mean we can just set this up and say hey remember a year ago we we're talking about this okay version two. Let's I'll, do it. I'll, uh, yeah, I'm gonna figure out a way to buy Nick Manny a ticket so he can run the sound done done. Great, Shannon. Thank you so much, thank and you uh, thank you for tuning in to I Goes and Airwaves. 
bringing you all the news about IGO and our special guest, Shannon Hopkins, from Honduras. That's it. Thank you, guys.